understand the next time you play your family. And to me, there's nothing more important. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Welcome to episode four of Meet Us at Molly's. On tonight's agenda, we are going to lay down our wish lists for seasons five and six of Chicago PD and Chicago Fire. As usual, I am Gina. I'm one of your co-hosts. I am here with Bryna. Hello, everybody. Happy end of almost September. This is, I don't know where I'm going with this. Happy day. Happy one week until the season premieres. How's that? Yes, because we're recording (laughs) on Tuesday. So we are almost there, guys. Almost there. Mm -hmm. And of course, Miss Ashley. Hi, everybody. All right. So as always, we are going to start the episode and we're going to lay down the news. Um, It's a little bit of a it's a light news week here because I think we're at the point of I want to I don't want to call it preseason, but it kind of is like preseason not to give you like a sports analogy, but to give you a sports analogy. Yeah, sports analogy. I know we're at that point of quote unquote preseason where we pretty much know everything there is to know. um, Minus a couple little key details here and there. So um you know, that and also we're recording on Tuesday, so we're a little bit light on news. But, you know, as more stuff drops, you know we'll cover it because we have stuff to say and we don't like to be quiet ever. So uh, first bit of news. There was a Hollywood Life article about Severide that came out this week. And again, it was a lot of stuff that we already knew. You know, he's he's going to be lusting after Hope because Hope's a female who has entered Chicago city limits, who he has not slept with yet. Um, but the other notable thing in there was there was a part of this, this article on Hollywood life that basically was like Stella and Severide's romance ended after he literally killed her ex when he attacked her. Now, Ashley and Bryna, I don't know what version of Chicago fire they were watching, but the version I was watching last season, Severide didn't kill Grant. Did he? No, not at all. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't remember that happening. I remember Grant being alive and well. So I just, I don't know. I read that and my first thought was, what, what show are they watching? Was, is this a different version of Chicago Fire? Is this like a version that airs on cable or something? Because yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And I was just telling Ashley this. Um, you know, when you guys sent it to me yesterday, I was like, oh, okay. And I just kind of like skimmed on it. I was like, okay, there's nothing really new in here. And you guys started blowing up about it. And I was like, I don't see what they're talking about, but whatever. And then I just reread it and I saw the like line that you were talking about. And I was like, what is this? And like, I know we all kind of have mixed feelings about Hollywood life as a source in general, but like this writer in particular, Emily Longaretta, I mean, I usually like the stuff she writes and she's usually really good. And like, I don't know if this was just a case of like her using the wrong words and like she, maybe she shouldn't have put literally and maybe she meant to like use a different word or like use a different phrase or whatever, but like, that's not what happened. And, like, I get it. Like, your article didn't have a whole lot of new information in there, but, like, you still can't discredit what happened actually in canon last season. So, I mean, it was something that was I found, especially someone, you know, who studied journalism, like, that's problematic. Like, you can't do that. But, like you said, I mean, there was nothing otherwise in there that was really, like, shocking or new or anything. It was just like, oh, I didn't realize that happened last season. Huh, maybe I need to go back and rewatch. 
Oh, it turns out Severide is a murderer who sleeps with all of Chicago. <laughs> Maybe he should have been the one on trial on Justice last season, not Atwater. <laughs> uh, alternative storylines. I love it. That's funny. Yeah, so that was just a notable thing in there. Um, another piece of news that we got in the past couple of days, we got the episode descriptions for PD-503 and Fire-603. Uh, Ashley, you're usually our supplier on that one. You're the one who always sends them out. Go ahead and give us the rundown of what's going to happen in those episodes. In 503, uh, it's about, it seems like the whole episode is about Burgess, like based on the episode description. Woohoo! And it's a terrorist attack, a Muslim, following a terrorist attack on a Muslim officer, Burgess train, trained goes missing. And Burgess is determined to find find him and prove him innocent. So, and then on um, six oh three, Casey butts heads with um, the intern chief, and Mouch flies Leon into surprise cruise. So that, uh, both of these episodes seem really interesting. Yeah, they sound really good. Yeah, for sure. um, for PD. I love these Burgess episodes because that's when we see her in her element. She's so fearless and she just puts every doubt aside and just has one thing in focus and she just goes for it. I love the Burgess episodes. They're always so, so good. And see, but so see, I'm ready for that. I'm, I'm really excited. I think, like Ashley said, I think both of these episodes sound really great. But like, why can't we get an episode like the one that it seems like Burgess is going to have, like, why can't we get that for Atwater? And I mean, we're going to talk a lot about Atwater tonight because we all have a lot of things we want to see happen to Atwater this season. But like, I'm not even saying I have to have an episode that's like all about his past or this or that, which I do, which again, we'll talk about in a little bit. But like an episode just like that, where it's like he is the one that's like dealing the most with this case, that would even be 10 times better than what we've already gotten for him. Like, that's what I want. For him. Yeah. And that's yeah. not that hard. They did that on Justice. They did that on Justice. Okay, but so they, like, we all have feelings about what they did on Justice. The, yeah, but the Justice, Justice episode, so- they finally gave him the spotlight only to try him for murder. What In the their hell first was that? episode. I still can't even. I I can't even with that. But, like, I want it on PD because I know on PD they're hopefully going to deal with it the right way. Justice did not handle it the right way. Justice, none of the other shows can handle the other characters the way that the show that they're on can. So, like, we all complained about, like, when Jay was on Med and, like, the way the Med writers wrote him. They don't know how to handle Jay. Like, Justice writers didn't know how to handle Atwater. Like, that I'm not okay with. Like, it needs to be an episode on PD. Yeah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that one. And, I mean, I could talk about the Justice pilot. Forever. Forever. But I don't have any wine with me tonight, so it's probably not a good idea. Same. Uh, yeah, uh, but we're going to get into Outwater. There's plenty of feelings there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the the Burgess episode sounds really good. And Outwater is going to get an episode sometime during the season about him and his siblings. Yeah, I know. Which, I just, yeah, I just, It crossed. made me think about, like, how just, like, the fact that, like, this case is centered around Burgess. Like, that's just, like, it's so easy. It'd be so easy for them to give something like that to Atwater. Not that I'm trying to take away from Burgess, because I'm very excited for this episode, too. But, like, I just want something like that for Atwater. Again, amen. But also, Preach. off the, like, 603 and the whole Leon thing, I know we kind of talked about, like, maybe it sounds like Mouch and Cruz re- reconciled. But, like, at the same time, I almost feel like this isn't 
this is the fact that like by 603 they haven't reconciled because like Maybe Mouch is trying to do it to, like, get back on Cruz's good side because he knows he still has to pay for not being able to fully help Cruz, you know, at the end of season five. So I almost see it as, like, they haven't reconciled and this is Mouch's way of, like, trying to get back into Cruz's good graces. But I'm very excited for Leon to come back. I loved all the episodes he was a part of, so... Yeah, I, I think if Cruz can't forgive Mouch after surviving a heart attack, then Cruz has deeper issues than we initially thought. <laughs> he, yeah. he might be a little cold-hearted if that's the case, but it does sound like they've reconciled, so I'm excited to see Leon. He's pretty great. Yeah, very excited. So, yeah, and the the last, or the other thing about fire that I kind of had in the outline here was that, you know, there's an interim chief. Why is there an interim chief? The last time there was an interim, it was that guy Pridgen, and he was horrible. It was awful. He just, like, completely humiliated Otis. Casey wanted to rip his head off. It was a mess. Right, but I but. think, if I remember correctly from reading the description, and I don't have it right in front of me, but I feel like it was just, it was, like, somebody filling in from the morning, because, like... Bowden has to take do something in the morning and they need an interim chief or whatever. I don't think it's like something's happened to Bowden permanently and they have an interim chief. I think it was just like Bowden needed the morning off and like something goes wrong in this morning that like Bowden yeah. has off. Yeah. But still, yeah, I agree. Yeah, interim every, chiefs are never that great. They're never that it great. Everything always goes to shit when Bowden leaves. What'd you say, Ashley? It says a temporary chief who is filling in for Bowden at House 51 for the morning. Yeah. So maybe it's not all good. But still, the fact that, yeah. like, something clearly, it's something it's something big enough in the plot that they pointed it out in the episode description means that something's going to go to shit in less than, like, six hours. And, like, I'm curious to see what it was because that clearly can't be good if it's going to shit in six hours. Exactly, which is why Bowdoin should never leave because everything goes to shit. Moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, so... The last bit of news on there is the fact that we got the Chicago PD key art the other day, which is Monday. You'll be listening to this on Friday, but on Monday we got the key art. And the only point I put here in the notes is that there is so much smoldering. Everybody looks so good. So good. Yeah. Thoughts, feelings, ladies? Yeah. I mean, everyone. I thought Jesse looks, looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, everyone just <laughs> yes. looks so good. I mean,. Yeah, I mean, our favorite, clearly, Jesse looks incredible. I mean, Patty, Marina, they all, I mean, everybody looks great. Seriously. And even Amy is included. Amy Morton, who plays Platt. Okay, oh, yeah. I love that. Is she, is she not? I didn't think she was usually included or hasn't always been from the beginning. She hasn't, right? Yeah, she, was she in, has. She was in the season four key art. I can't recall seasons two or three. Okay. Like, that whole picture, yeah, she was in four, or three. They used three and four together, didn't they? I have Something no idea. like that. I think four was the big fold-out with Med, right? That was, like, the big... Where it was, like, like, Fire, Med, and PD, right? Something like that. Maybe? I know they did, like, one big cast picture. She was in that picture. Okay. But I think it's cool, like you said, Gina, that, like, she definitely clearly hasn't always been there from the beginning. Whether she was there last season or not, I don't know. But, like, she definitely always hasn't been there from the beginning. But I like that she's highlighted on it in this season because I hope we see more of her. 
Then just give me a thought for this. <laughs> for the wish list? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, um, and actually, that's a perfect segue. So <laughs> nicely done. So yeah, let's uh, let's segue into the bulk of the episode tonight. Let's get into our wish list. So this is in no way, shape, or form us like pitching ideas or anything like that. This is just us having a little bit of fun here, saying the season start next week. These are some things we would love to see. If we don't, no big deal. We're just kind of throwing things around. So we've got it. Divided by show with uh, Fire, PD, and Med. So we'll just kind of go right down the list from there. Um, we've all, we all made kind of our top 10 list, which is really like top nine or top seven. So we're just going to start. We're just going to go right around the circle. So let's start off with Fire. Bryna, start us off. Okay. So one of my things on my list was for Fire is I need more Crotus moments. Okay. So I think one of the things that the Chicago franchise does really well is develop friendships. I mean, we've seen it with, like, Severide and Shay. You know, they're golden, or they were golden. R.I.P. Shay. Severide and Casey, you know, I've talked about their cigar chats. Or they're, like, the best things ever, and Derek confirmed that. You know, he thinks they are, too. And, you know, Ruzewater and PD, like, they always bring laughs. But, like, one of my favorite friendships, and probably of just, like, all time, even outside of, fran- of the franchise, is between Cruz and Otis, or Crotus, as people call them. And so, I mean, you know, these two, clearly, they started out just as, like, purely comic relief and then over time they got flushed out as characters with actual depth and real stories which I love because these characters are great but I feel like just personally over the past season or so we haven't seen as much of them like having all this like all-star bromance as we did maybe earlier on and like basically I just want and need more of it in my life so my first one for fire is I need more Crocus and piggybacking off of that I would love to see Baba come back Otis's oh, grandmother. those were some great episodes. When she went to live with them Cruz and Cruz got pissed, that was great. And uh, when Cruz and Brett were a thing and they were trying to, like, make out and Baba was just, like, sitting there watching them. <laughs> <laughs> you just made me almost spit out my tea, but yes, that was a great moment. <laughs> oh, Baba's great. And then when Otis had the whole um, issue with, like, the bruising and stuff and he wouldn't go see the doctor, so... Cruz brought in Baba to like set him straight. Yeah, bring back Baba so we can get more Crotus because it's all just golden. It's all so good. Yeah, golden. <laughs> all right, Ashley, give us one of yours. Uh, I want more Sever. Sever. Well, we can get on the topic of Severide. So like, Severide gets his own storyline without a girl in it. Like, I'm so tired of him being used like, with girls. Like, give him his own storyline. What is this without a girl you speak of? What is this foreign language you are speaking <laughs> right now? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I have <sighs> I have a big kind of, like, Severide was on my list, too, of things that I just needed to, like, I more just need to rant about it for, like, two seconds. So, like, I mean, we joked, like, you know, last week and the week before, and in pretty much every episode, We've joked about how, like, it's the circle of life with Severide, the cir- this whole idea of circles. And, like, you know, we talked about it with the TV line sneak peek last week, you know, that, like, Severide is going to go back to his bad boy ways. And I hate to be this, like, broken record, but, like, I am not here for this at all. And so, like, first of all, the circle kind of angers me. And if, you know, just listen to our first episode why, if you want to know why. But, like, what I really, really just, like, really want is for him to have kind of what Ashley, were you talking about, just, like, better relationships 
And because, like, Taylor Kinney is such an extremely talented actor, and Severide is such a complicated and emotional character, and, like, I want to see more of that, and especially in the context of his relationships, you know? I love, I mean, I was lukewarm to Anna in the beginning, but, like, I really grew to her because, like, I love seeing how Severide grew in that relationship, and I hate that now that was essentially all for nothing, and, like, my plea to the writers is just, like, please just give Severide the chance to grow and, like, have this normal, stable relationship because, like, I mean, I will gladly sit through the circle one more time if that means that, like, this season ends with, like, him being, like, no, like, I need to change my ways. Like, yes, Anna changed me, but, like, I can't just, like, go back to what I was because she's not here anymore. So I will sit through the circle one more time if it means we're going to come full circle and that's it. And then he moves on and can have these normal relationships. But, like, I'm just – I'm done. And I think my fear is that Taylor Kinney's going to be, like, in a season or two, he's going to – if he keeps going through the circles, he's going to be like, yo, I'm done. And then then I will really be done with fire. If Taylor Kinney leaves, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, and you saying that, you know, you're willing to go through the circle one more time, it shows that you are the most patient one out of the three of us because I – I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm just so sick of the Severide circle. And I've said this from day one, that Severide is such a complex character. He does not need this whole aspect of being a womanizer. It's just not necessary. There's so many more complexities to Kelly Severide that they should explore that they don't. And this is a topic that we all had on our wish list, all three of us, and everybody who listened on Twitter and contributed. Everybody said this hands down about Severide, that... You know, we need to see growth. We need to see change. We just, we're so sick of seeing him sleeping with different women every single episode. It's just not necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I don't even know. I mean, I've ranted about it way too much. I'm just like in articles and on this podcast. I mean, we're on episode four and I think we've talked about it in every episode. So I'm, like I said, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt, but like, I can only handle so much more of the circle. Yeah, and I, I even went so far last season. I got so frustrated about it. I think, or maybe it wasn't last season. Maybe it was season four. I'm getting jumbled up now. But after Severi told the whole story about how he had, like, sneaked into Stella's place when she was still married, I got so frustrated that I went so far as to say that, you know, maybe Kelly Severi doesn't even respect women. Granted, I mean, I was very frustrated at this point. Yeah. I don't I don't really know though. I just it's weird. I the only woman on these shows that he has not slept with is Dawson. And even then, I am not 110% convinced that something between them did not happen before the show started. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's just frustrating. I just, you know, I want him to see a female character and not immediately try and get her in bed. It's just not too much to ask, I don't think, but apparently it is. I don't know. Yeah. Hashtag give Severide more. Huh. We definitely need a hash. We've got a hashtag for Jay. We've got a hashtag for Atwater. We need a hashtag for Severide. Listeners, if you have any suggestions on what our Severide hashtag should be, tweet them to us. I especially would love to hear them. So tweet them and we'll use them this season. We will use them a lot because we're going to have a lot. <laughs> hashtag justice for Severide. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Which is piggybacking off of our uh, pre-show Dancing with the Stars discussion, but that's that's another topic. Hashtag justice oh, for you. 
<laughs> Justice for Keo. <laughs> Again, another story. So, yeah, um, Severide was a big topic. One thing I had on my list is that um, I want to see, and I've been preaching this every single season, LGBTQ characters. Give them to me. Preach it, Gina. Preach it. Yeah, and it's just, you can't sit here and tell me that Leslie Shea was the only gay person within Chicago city limits. You can't say that. It's just, no, that's not how this works. And I just remember after she had died in season three that they had interviewed Dick Wolf. And this I'm not going to lie. I'm going to out and say it that, you know, this interview in particular, it kind of soured me on him a little bit. I know I just said that about like the man, the myth, the legend, but whatever. Um, he had said that, you know, they don't inc- they're not going to include a character and make them gay just for the sake of it. They're not going to include that in there to like hit a quota is kind of what he had said. And that kind of bothered me because, like, you know, diversity and inclusion and LGBTQ storylines and things like that, like, these people in the world don't exist to hit a quota. They exist because they exist. They exist because they're human beings. So saying that you're not going to include a gay character because you don't want to hit a quota or you don't want to do it just to say that you're doing it, it's, it's a weak reason on my part. Um, or it's a weak reason in my opinion, and I just think that, you know, it's never a good thing when a show perpetuates the trope of barrier gaze, and Fire did it, but they haven't fixed it. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily know if, like, you can kind of fix the trope once you perpetuate it, but I don't know, they just haven't, I just want to see more representation on the show. That's my rant. Yeah, no, for sure, and I mean... They do, they, especially in the first couple seasons on, like, every show, they were doing a really good job of, like, addressing all kinds of minorities, you know, whether they were, you know, like, LGBTQ characters or, you know, in terms of race or things like that. But, like, as they've gotten rid of these characters, it's definitely become a much more whiter, more mainstream show. And that's not to say it's not a bad thing, but, like, it is kind of a bad thing when you're not, like you said, Gina, getting this representation and like, especially because they did it so well in the beginning and now they don't. And like, it's kind of a problem. Like I have a really big problem with it. And I don't know if I'm, I feel like part of the problem is that like some people don't see it. And I don't know if I see it more just cause like, you know, I studied it a lot in school and like, I, you know, it's just something I care about. And so like, it's in my consciousness, but like people need to care about it more because the representation issue is a really big problem. It really is. It really is. And just, yeah, I mean, that's my rant. I just, I want to see more LGBTQ characters. I just, I want to see more inclusion. This is Chicago. And granted, none of us live in Chicago. We don't know, like, you know, we don't know the full on makeup of Chicago, how it is. But I mean, it's the, it's the United States. Every city is going to be diverse. Every city is going to have people from all walks of life. And that includes lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual characters, you know, yeah. Right. And I think that's, I think they do a really good job of like including it in their like procedural part of their show. So like we see it a lot, you know, in the cases and like the things like that, like there those, the representation is like, but like, it's not consistent in the, you know, week to week within the main characters that we actually get to know and actually get to see the stories of. Like, I'm thinking of like how Ahmed, you know, we got to see a transgender storyline with Maggie's brother, sister, 
brother, sister, you know, sister. But, you know, that was only a week that we got to see that. You know, we don't get to see now these characters, you know, from week to week. And I think that's the problem. It's not that they don't do it at all. It's that we don't get to see it within the core cast of characters that we know to love. Yeah. And it's just a matter of being able to see yourself through a character on television. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And yeah, that's just, yeah, I, that's, that's, I could just sit here and say, yeah, about it for an hour. Same. But definitely want to see improvement there, please. And thank you. So let's get into some of the wishes sent to us by our wonderful listeners on Twitter. So when we put out the call for the wish list, the number one thing we got in regards to fire was a Dossie baby. I'd say just even the number one thing we got overall was like people wanting Dossie to have a baby. Yeah. And (laughs) I feel like we're going to disappoint everybody tonight because everybody on Twitter was on board with it. Bryna, I don't think I think you agree with me here. I'm not entirely on board with this. It's not that okay. It's not that I'm not on board with it. I just don't think they're ready. I think that Louie is still very fresh in their minds and their hearts, and so is the baby that they lost in season four. And I just don't see you know, I guess we're getting a time jump, so like time has passed, but like even with the time jump, not a lot of time has passed since all this went down. And, like, you know, it's not just something you get over. And, I mean, yes, we all know Casey wants to have kids and Dawson wants to have kids. And Casey probably is ready. But Dawson, like, I mean, Gene and I, we were just talking about this before the show. Like, Dawson's the one that has to have the baby. Like, actually have the baby. And, like, I don't think she's ready to go through that again when the first time she lost the baby and the second time, even though it technically – you know, she didn't birth Louie, but, like, she lost the baby. She lost another baby again. And I just, I don't think they're ready for it. It's not that I don't think they should have one or that I don't want them to. It's that I just don't think they're ready. I absolutely 159.3% want Dossie to be parents. Absolutely. I just don't think now is the right time. I know that, you know, I mean, Casey has pretty much said it from the pilot that he wants children. Gabby has pretty much said it since season one that she wants to be a mom. Yeah. But one thing that Gabriella Dawson does not do well is sit still. She's not going to like to be pregnant for nine months with a big old belly and not be able to fight fires and contribute. It's just not a good mix for her. Yeah. So I'm with you. I think Casey's ready. I think Gabby would get a little restless. I don't know. Ashley, thoughts? I agree with y'all. Like, I don't think they're, like, really ready for a baby. There's, like, too much going on. They just got married. Like, they need to enjoy that before they have a kid. And also, Casey just stepped down from being an alderman, so he might want to have some time to just be with his wife. Yeah. No, and I think, Gina, it's interesting, though, that you brought up that, like, Gabby's not, you know, Gabby's not going to enjoy being pregnant for nine months. Like, I think that'd be, have been really interesting to see, especially in season four, like, before she went back to Ambo, like, how she would have dealt with, like, 
having to step down. I mean, because we saw her step down to arson, but like, how would she have dealt with actually being like pregnant had she not lost the baby? Like, I think, like you said, I think she'd be very irritable. Like, she wouldn't enjoy it. You know, she'd just be like complaining all the time. It caused a lot of problems for her and Casey. Like, I just don't think, like, like you guys have said, like, I think they just need to take time and like chill out, enjoy their marriage, like, without trying to have the pressures of, like, starting a family. Like, the family part will happen. They're not, like, they're old, but they're not that old. Like, just calm down. Yeah, and I realized that I had said, I said a minute ago that, you know, Gabby's not going to like not being able to fight fires. I think I brain farted for a second. She's on Ambo now, but still, I mean, she's not going to like not being able to just hop she's in and out of the Ambo. She's going to hate being stuck behind a desk. For nine months yeah, because that's she, what she's gonna she, have to do she can't this, yes. this isn't like any other this isn't like other jobs where like you can still do the job for most of the time and then go on maternity leave she can't do her job at all as soon as she announces that she's pregnant yeah she won't like it so you know they're absolutely going to be wonderful parents i don't doubt that at all i just think that when they do finally end up pregnant, it's going to be very unexpected for both of them. Kind of like it was at the end of season three. Yeah. Right? Season three? Yeah, that was the yeah. first episode of season four. Yeah, end of season three, right. she finds out. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our take on it. I realize that's not a popular take, but, But again, you know. we are not saying we don't want them to not have a baby. We're just saying we don't think it's they're ready right now. Maybe by the end of season six, and if they have a conversation, we will have changed our minds to be like, no, now is the time. But we need to see that evolution in their relationship and kind of just have them enjoy it before we can actually say, like, now is the time for them. It's not saying we don't want it to not happen. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm just kind of going through Twitter here and some of the other wishes that we got. We did get some kind of stragglers that I thought were pretty interesting. Um Vera on Twitter said that she wants to see Benny come back. Okay, she the one was- that said, I remember, I can't, I apologize for not remember who said this, but is she the one that said that she wanted Benny and um, Casey's mom to, like, hook up? I don't think she said hook up. I have the tweet right here. It just says, I'd like to see Benny and Nancy back. Oh, it'll be great if they hook up. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> I didn't get to that second sentence. Yeah. No, I, was it her? Was it her that said that? Yeah. Okay. It was. I, I, okay. I don't know. I, I, I still like, I mean, I've read that a couple days ago. I still don't have any words for it. I mean, I definitely agree. I like when Benny's here. You know, like, I like Benny as a character. He can definitely come back. Matt's mama, mm, she was okay. Um, but I don't know how I'd feel about them hooking up. I think it'd be an interesting storyline in terms of the Casey Severide friendship to, like, see how they both deal with that. But I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts? I feel like Benny coming back would not – it would not help what we want to see, which is, you know, Severide to stop sleeping with every female in Chicago. It wouldn't help that because Benny pretty much is the reason that Severide the is such a womanizer. Is. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I love Benny. I love him. Like, he's a shit stirrer, for sure. But it wouldn't help Severide. Um, Nancy, I don't remember where she went. Didn't she go off to Florida or something? 
Yeah, didn't she live with like a friend or something? I I don't remember. I don't what even I don't even remember what season that was. Was that two, three? It was something around there. We haven't seen Matt's mom in a long time. Yeah, we haven't seen Matt's sister in a long time either. They just kind of like right. took Matt's family and were like, okay, we're gonna introduce you now. Bye. Like they did with Severide's yeah. family, except for Benny. They're like, oh yeah, here's Katie. Okay, bye. But I mean, in terms of in terms of Benny and Nancy hooking up, all I'm thinking about right now is that music video with Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg that they did on Mother's Day. I don't know what? if that's ringing a bell with you guys. I'll, I'll post the link later, or I'll send it to you guys in our group text. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, whatever. Um, I'm just kind of going through the other wishes here. You know, um, more Bretonio, which is kind of a fire pd kind of cross there i'm all for that i don't want those two back eventually Um, i need i'll go into my antonio spiel in a second but eventually i want bertonio to get back together but not right away oh oh jessica on twitter also said that she wants to see more herman and cindy yes yes please yes forever bring cindy back can you we just make cindy a regular like, even if she's not in every episode, can she just be a regular? Because, like, she's amazing. She's wonderful. And she's so funny. Because every time she comes around, it usually means that Herman has fucked up somehow. I was just about to say, yep. Herman's fucked up, and she's the only one that knows how to shut, set him straight. And it's always great. Yeah, it's so great. Um, Sinead, or Sinead, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. She wrote here that she wants to see Otis have a relationship that lasts. And then she put in parentheses, Katie returning. Um, We got a little bit of a scoop there this week. It was a red herring that Derek posted because Derek's going to Derek. Hi, Derek. We love you. But um, the girl in the picture that he posted who looked like it could be Katie, it's not Katie. Um, We found that out because I think Otis is going to have a love interest in season five. And I think her name is Lily. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. We found out for sure that that's not Katie. Did I miss something? Yeah, because the actress, the actress, I went on Instagram and the actress was in Canada when Derek posted that picture. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about uh, Brittany who played Katie. Um, My heart. She was filming the magicians or whatever. What'd she you was say? Filming the magician. She was filming the magicians or whatever that show Stella's on in Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. Stella, pour some out for Nadia. <laughs> um, <laughs> that breaks my yeah, heart. So, I want Katie to come back. We all do. We all do. And uh, she made Severide so much better when she was here. Seriously. There. Yeah. She was so good. You know what? And, like, going back to the Severide thing for a minute, I mean, yeah, we're pretty pissed off that the circle is kind of going around again. However, maybe having Stella as his roommate will kind of keep him in check. Because Stella will be the first one to be like, Kelly, I'm sick of your bullshit. Stop bringing these hoes around. Get it together. Okay, but, okay. And, but in yeah, that Hollywood Life article, and I feel like we've read this somewhere else, too, that, like, it's supposed to basically this season's going to turn into a love triangle, triangle yeah. between Stella, Severide, and Hope. And I'm not okay with that. I, not that I'm not a fan of Stella and Severide together, but like that cheapens the great friendship that Stella and Severide have. And I just think that like it's not we're not going to get that Stella like being like Severide cut your shit like 
She's going to be too wrapped up in like, do I have feelings for him still? Do I not have feelings for him? What am I doing? What am I thinking? What, what am I going to wear? Like, all those things that happen when you think you're in love with somebody or whatever she's feeling. And, like, she's not going to be able to see what he's doing. She's He's going to, like, end up using her in a lot of ways, I feel like. And that's not fair to her. It's not fair to the character that we love of Severide. And, like, it's just going to be a fucked up situation. And I'm not here well, for not that. Only is it, no, not only is it not fair to Stella, it's out of character for Stella. Mm-hmm. Stella's not that girl who sits around and pines over a man. She's not that girl. She's But being in a love triangle with Severide and Hope, that's what's going to happen. I'm calling it right now. So not good. It's so, so fucked up. We will see. We will see. I, we will see. It will. Let's put it this way. It will be fucked up if it happens. It is not currently fucked up. It will be fucked up if it happens. Um, Twitter has been cracking me up this week because if you kind of pull the fandom on their opinions of this Hope character that's coming in, we haven't seen her. We haven't met her. And the fandom already hates her. <laughs> yeah, it's because everyone loves Separide and they know that Hope's going to not be good for Severide, and I feel like she's going to cause Brett some issues, and nobody doesn't like Brett. Brett's amazing. And it's just, no, she's can't, she can't be good for anybody. No, she can't be good. Sorry, Eloise Mumford, but Hope sounds like You might bad. be great, Eloise, but we don't like your character already. Already. <laughs> we haven't even met her yet, but we kind of hate her already. Yep. <laughs> just kidding. So, with that said, let's segue into PD. So, mm-hmm. so many feelings. Um, would you say so Brenda? many feelings about PD? All of the feelings about PD. Okay. Yep. So, when we pulled Twitter on this one, just like how we got the Dossie baby as like the number one thing for fire, the number one thing we got for PD, and it's something that is on every single one of our wish lists, is that we want and need Mouse to come back, please. Please. We miss you. Yes. I just, and it's not even just like, I mean, I love Mouse as a character. Don't get me wrong. But like, and I'm still like basically, I mean, it's basically almost a year later. And like, I'm still very upset that like Mouse left the unit to rejoin the Rangers. And I think there were so many aspects to his backstory that we never got to learn. I mean, he was there for like, I mean, we saw him first as a CI, and then he left for a while, and then he came back and, like, was actually part of the unit. But, like, he was actually part of the unit for, like, a full season, half of the second season, and, like, half of the fourth. So, like, almost two full seasons, and, like, we barely got to know anything about it. And I feel like that was just such a huge missed opportunity for some great episodes. And I think I think part of the reason we all want him back, and maybe some a lot of the fandom wants him back, is because, like, the JMS friendship was just so good. And, I mean... I think we learn the most about Jay's past for the most part from Mouse and like they both clearly suffer from PTSD and whatever happened to them in Afghanistan. But I think the thing I love the most about their friendship was like seeing them lean on one another for support in the real world. And I think season five, I mean, we're going to talk more about this later is that like, it's hopefully going to be a lot about Jay and especially seeing Jay navigate these kind of difficult changes in his personal life and his relationships. And I think, Mouse is so important to that story, and I think even if it was just for one episode, he needs to be there to support Jay because I don't think the writers can tell Jay's story properly if it doesn't somehow include Mouse. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And that was a big consensus that we got on Twitter a lot as well, is that 
Mouse helped draw out these elements of Jay's past. And in addition to that, you know, we started to care about him too. And we wanted to know about his past as well. The day he signed on with intelligence and he was like signing paperwork with Platt or something, he referenced that day, quote unquote, that day. And I still am dying to know what the hell happened that day. Yep. And so now that Mouse is gone, I just, I mean, are we ever going to find out? It's going to, it's going to drive me crazy. I just, it, yeah, Mouse brings out more elements of Jay's past. And it also shows the storyline of these two veterans with PTSD who are kind of helping each other get through it. So, I mean, to my knowledge, Samuel Hunt is no longer on Empire. Do you guys know if he is or isn't? I don't know. I lost Empire after season one. I have no idea. Yeah, so if you are out there, Samuel Hunt, come back. We miss you. Seriously, (laughs) even if it's just, I will take just one episode. Like, one scene in one episode. But I just think, without even just, like, or even I would take, I mean, I would love for him to come back in, like, flesh. But, like, I just think if the writers don't somehow even just acknowledge Mouse and, like, his existence and how integral he is to Jay's past, then, like, everything's for nothing. I I might even go so far to say he's probably one of the most underrated characters in PD history. Oh, for sure. I think you could even argue in just, like, the franchise in general. Not even just PD, but, like, in the One Chicago franchise. I think he's that integral to such an important part of this, doing such an important part of a character's story, and none of that has been dealt with. It's why I keep saying that Jay's storyline in general is, like, the most underrated storyline in all of One Chicago. Yeah, and it's it's such a tease at this point because every time the writers like tiptoe towards it, they're like, never mind, you don't get to know about that. Yeah. Let us know. We want to know. That kind yep. of leads to my next point is like stop deleting the freaking important scenes on the freaking show. Yes, Ashley. Yes. yes. Like yes. That, that like annoys me so much. Right. Right, and I think, I mean, it kind of goes to, like, I mean, we all kind of want to talk about Jay, so why don't we just talk about Jay? <laughs> and so... Okay. <laughs> why not? We're all talking about Jay anyway. And so... Twist my arm, Bryna. Jeez. I know. So hard. <laughs> I have to convince you so much to just talk about Jay. But, um, I mean, I think my whole point, like, literally, Jay was at the number one spot on my wish list. I literally just wrote Jay fucking Halstead because I have a lot of feelings about it. I mean, basically, I think season five is just going to consist of me constantly being all up in my Jay feelings. And, like, I think my first thing is that, like, I think Jay, he needs to be heartbroken a little bit. And I think that's a really important part, especially if he wants to use this experience of Linstead and this whole possible engagement, breakup, whatever, that we talked about a lot about last week. If you want to hear more thoughts about that, go listen to last week's episode. But, um... You know, and I think as much as it's going to hurt to see Jay all angsty and upset about Aaron and the fact that he wanted to freaking marry her, I mean, he's only going to go for him. And I also, I mean, we about the past, which where, you know, I really, 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 I could keep going on about with reallys, want to see more of that. And I think, you know, from, we talked about with the Yahoo preview art, the Yahoo preview article a couple weeks ago, like it looks like we, it looks like we might actually get that when he goes undercover with this group of ex-servicemen, but I still just don't understand why, like, you know, how we kind of segue into this was, like, they tease it really well. Like, I still just don't understand why we as fans and, like, 
are still having to beg the writers to develop and tell what I'm going to argue is the most important backstory in all of the entire One Chicago franchise. Like, at this point, they should be eager to tell it. And I hope that this, like, hint that we've gotten that, like, it might actually happen is proof that they're finally coming around. But at the same time, I still have to take it with a grain of salt because, like you said, Ashley, like, until we actually see it on the screen, I can't actually say anything because there's apparently been a lot of Jay stuff that's been filmed that we've never seen it and it's not on the DVDs anywhere. It's just sitting on a cutting room floor. So, you know what? I'm just going to leave it as Jay des- hashtag Jay deserves better. Damn it. Damn it. In all caps. All, all caps. caps. I kind of feel like they almost have no excuse this season. They can't ditch this Jay storyline for a Lindsay story. I mean, right. what are they going to do? They om- they almost have no excuse this watch season. Them yes, th- Gina just threw a little bit of shade. Watch, so zooming. watch them, though. Watch them ditch it for an Al storyline or something like that. Watch, like, not that I don't want to see more of Al, but, like, watch them somehow not still find the time to give Jay a storyline. When Jay is the second most important character on PD now. There is no, like, going around. He is the most sec- important character on PD behind Void. I will argue that to death. <laughs> I'm so, like, you're, like, laughing at me, but, like, so worked up right now. Brenna, I really wish you wouldn't hold back. I wish you would just tell us how you really feel. But I've, it's been, like, four <laughs> weeks in a row. And if you want to hear more of my Jay thoughts, go listen to, like, episode one. Or last week. Or I'll or read some of my articles. Two, or yeah, <laughs> or read some of my articles. But yeah, I mean, Jadis deserves so much better. I agree. And I can I only. Agree. I mean, I as long as Jesse Lee Sofer is on there, I will watch fucking PD because he's amazing and I love him and I love Jay. But like, there's only so much more patience I have for this. I still have some, but there's only so much more. I think we'll learn more this season. I hope so. I I, I think we will. I really do think I'm we hopeful. will. I'm hopeful. Re- I really am. This, like, undercover group of ex-service, like, I'm very hopeful for that. There's only one way to get this answer, and that is Jesse, come on here and tell us all of these answers. Please? Please. <laughs> please. Pretty please? Yeah. Why wait till um, March for us to meet you, Jesse? Why don't you come on right now? Please? One of us is a soccer fan, so, like, you're in good company. We don't bite, I don't think. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hashtag get Jesse on the show, 2017. <laughs> We're just going to hashtag everywhere. All of the hashtags. Um, and I have a, like, a little side note here on Jay. I kind of want to know what his living situation is this season. Yes. Only because, only because, you know, we left off med with Will basically telling nina sorry i love natalie and nina was like get the fuck out which was bye will yeah (laughs) as she should have been bye will peace out leave um so it only makes sense that will and jay would live together this season so i do kind of hope they address that because if that is the case we need to see this we need to see jay and will as roommates but where do they live do they like get a new apartment because jay was living with aaron and then he moved out and now aaron's gone so what happened to that apartment yeah they had to have they had to have gotten their own like bachelor pad or something i feel like even just like even if for the sake of like aaron did technically leave jay the apartment he's not gonna want to fucking be there it's gonna have too many memories the couch the fucking couch (laughs) (laughs) hashtag the fucking couch (laughs) hashtag the fucking couch
<laughs> Guys, I'm not even drunk. I'm not even having alcohol tonight. I'm not even drunk. I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> Brent is on fire tonight, y'all. Fire. Oh, I yeah, see what I, you did there. No, actually, that wasn't an intentional pun. You guys were not even drinking tonight. I'm telling you the truth. I had tea. I had tea. I'm yeah. Did you, did you spike it? With honey. <laughs> so yeah, if Jay and Will are living together, I need to see that in my life because that is just comedy waiting to happen. Because you know one of them has to be the messy one and one of them is not, and then you know, like Will's gonna have a girl over and not put a sock on the door or something, and something awkward's gonna or happen. Someone's gonna and now forget I'm to buy about it like food, it's a comedy. And Jay's gonna like. I can just picture this now. Like that did happen gonna... though. Remember when was it, season two of PD when Will was living with Jay and then a girl was in the apartment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she walked out in her underwear and Jay yeah. was like, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, and Bryna, you had another note on here about Jay. Why don't you give us that one as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my other one about Jay is that I can go on a rant about this one, too. It's not as big of a rant. But I need more exploration of the Voight-Jay relationship. Because it's no secret, obviously, that Voight and Jay haven't always been each other's biggest fans. I mean, Gina, you've said it a bunch of times that you still think Voight doesn't respect Jay, even though we know he does. And I think, you know, Voight doesn't ever seem to give him anywhere as close to the same amount of respect if he does everyone else. And, you know, Jay always obviously approaches everything that Voight does with caution and questions because he doesn't always understand why Voight does the things he does. But with that being said, I think this dynamic is going to be so important this year and I need it explored so fucking badly because Aaron leaving is the perfect time for this to happen. You know, both Voight and Jay are kind of arguably the most vulnerable they've ever been in their lives. And, at least in this time, and, le- and also, I mean, obviously, we only know them for, like, four seasons, so, like, they might have been vulnerable before that, but whatever. And so, neither one of them, though, is kind of someone who shows and talks about things when they're bothering them, and I'm not saying I need these two to become buddy-buddy, because that's going to be super out of character for both of them, but I do hope that we get to see them lean on each other on occasion for support and try- as they both kind of try to navigate this new life without Lindsay. Because it's this relationship is going to be more integral to the storyline now more than ever. Yeah, I can't help but wonder, though, the more I think about this with Aaron leaving, if Aaron leaving is going to drive even more of a wedge between them. Because if you think about it, if Jay ends up knowing that, you know, Voight handed her to the FBI, I can see Jay being resentful about it. Granted, he'll bury it because that's what Jay does. He'll bury his emotions and he won't talk about it. As will Voight. I mean, Voight's going to miss the hell out of Lindsay, but he's not going to talk about it. It just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, no, but I was going to say, but I think I'd be okay with that too. I mean, because at least that would then address this elephant in the room that's existed all along that like, Voight says he likes Jay, but he doesn't really probably actually like Jay. And Jay just kind of goes along with the shit because he wants to be in intelligence and he wanted to be with Aaron and blah, 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 all these things. But, like, it kind of would address, if it drives a wedge between them further, I would hope then that it forces them to address this elephant in the room that's existed this whole time of, like, what is Voight and Jay's actual relationship? What do they actually think of each other? Mm -hmm. I'd be okay with that, too. I just think... I want to see more exploration of this relationship, whether it's good and it's, you know, them using each other for support or if it's 
driving a wedge between them and it just forces them to finally come head to head and address this tension. I'd be okay with either scenario. I just think this relationship and this dynamic is too important not to be explored anymore. Yeah, absolutely. There was an article that came out. It was either last week or this week. I can't really remember. Again, we're at the point of quote unquote preseason now where everything's blurring together. But there was a note there in an article that said that Voight and Antonio are going to have an interesting dynamic this season because they're going to butt heads a lot, which I can see happening because Antonio has been away from the unit for a minute. So he's got to kind of reacclimate himself with how Voight rolls. But Antonio is also like Jay. He's never been one of those people that like has always been comfortable with He's always been the one that's, like, questioned and kind of, like, has been always cautious about what Voight does. So Antonio and Jay have always kind of been on the same side when it comes to Voight. And I think it'd be really interesting to see how that all kind of works together. Yeah. Yeah, it will be interesting. Um, And I think this gives us a good uh, segue into our next wishlist item, which was the second one under there. Uh, Wait, Ashley, did you have something to say? Yeah, when you talk about those things for plot, I want to see more plot scenes. Like, she's always in the background. Like, I want to see her interact more with people. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. And they were good about that. I think last season and maybe season four as well. They they've been good about integrating plot more, but like we want even more than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want to see her work a case with intelligence. Yeah. Like, like actually yeah. work a case. Oh yeah. She's so badass. Yeah. Such a badass. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just so much wisdom and experience, and just uh, love it. Yeah. Love yeah, it. That was my- I- Thanks. Oh, go on. <laughs> no, yeah, that was good. You're really, I didn't hear you hype up there. So quiet. Sorry. Um, yeah, and so another point on the wish list, and I know, Bryna, you had this marked under you as well. Um, talk, about, talk about Antonio and what we want to see for him. Okay. First of all, I'm so glad Antonio's returned home where he has always belonged. I hated that he left for justice. I hated him seeing him on justice because he still got the shorthand of the stick. But he's back home now. John Sade is back where I'm happy. But seriously, and I think my problem, though, is that, like, I'm kind of really curious to see how he's integrated back on the show. It's like, we obviously have hints of, like, from various interviews and episode descriptions that, like, you know, what's going to bring him back to the unit. But I'm curious to kind of see how it plays out. And, I mean, you know, how it affects the character of Antonio, you know. Is it someone, is Antonio conflicted by coming back to the unit at all? Does he want to come back at all? Is it his idea? Was it not his idea? You know, um, does he feel awkward when he first returns after being gone for so long? And, you know, so I'm kind of curious to see, like, all the feelings that kind of surround him coming back and how just as the character, the character feels. But I also, my problem with Antonio on PD, it's been my problem with him for a while, is that, like, I felt like he... After a while, he just got shoved into a corner and, like, was never really given a solid storyline. And I think, you know, back when, like, in the very, very beginning when he was on fire and we found out he was going to transition, or I was watching very late, but when it seemed, when it was known that, like, he's going to transition to PD, it seems like he was going to be the anchor of PD. But obviously, he slowly kind of gets pushed away from the lead character role as Boy and Aaron become the prominent characters on the show. And then he hit, you know, as PD goes on, he hit, he eventually hits a wall in the unit and it's ultimately, you know, his family life crumbles to pieces and like they rushed way too quickly into Bretonio, which I mean, otherwise I think 
Bretonio has potential. I just think they rushed way too into it. And so all I'm saying is I just want a good, solid storyline for Antonio and one that won't throw his world into an, his entire world into shambles. Yeah, make it legit, not like that creepy security guard storyline with Layla and Asher. That was... Like, oh, yeah. So bad. Um, yeah, and uh, Jessica on Twitter, the same Jessica we were talking about before, she agreed with you here. She said that she wants to see an Antonio story arc. I want all of the Antonio story arcs. Give them to me. Make it rain Antonio stories. I love Antonio. I'm so happy he's back. Give me all of the Antonio storylines you will give me. Seriously, just give it a good one and don't make it something that's like can we just get like a positive one one that's not involved his kid getting kidnapped and is him being divorced and this and that and the, like just a positive storyline for like an episode or two that's all i ask let us just enjoy that antonio is back just give us a storyline that will let us revel in that for just a little bit preach <laughs> Preach. Yeah, and I mean, that's a good segue into Bretonio, which is something a lot of people said they want to see come back. And we've touched on this a little bit that, you know, it has been hinted that they're going to revisit their relationship, to which I say, yes, please, because they were pretty good together. They were a very unexpected couple that ended up working really well. So I am all aboard the Bretonio train. I just still want it to be pause for a little bit longer because I think they rushed way too far into that I agree with that it's not that I don't like Bretonio and I think they don't have potential I just think it was like all of a sudden season four PD and season five of fire starts and it's like oh first episode okay these two characters who I've never seen have a conversation before now there's flirting and then like three episodes later Brett shows up to his door in a jacket and all she has underneath her is lingerie and like then they start it's just like it was way too much. And then by, like, midway through season, the seasons, they're broken up. And I'm like, what? What, ju- what just happened? But, like, I think they have potential. I think they could be a really good couple. I just need to, like, slow down just a tiny bit. Just slow down. And maybe this is, like, their shot at redemption to kind of make this a slow burn. Like, it should have been from the beginning. It should have been a slow I would have enjoyed it so much more if had it been a slow burn. Right. Right. And so... Yeah, and uh, speaking of relationships, another thing on the list is the long-awaited Berzik reunion. We've only been waiting, what, two full seasons Almost now? Almost two seasons ago is when they broke off their engagement. And they've basically just kind of been, like, operating in the same orbits, but with very little interaction ever since then. And I think, obviously, we know once Burgess made the jump to intelligence, finally, Ruzik couldn't even handle it enough to, like, be in the same room as her and, like, took an undercover assignment just to avoid her. And, like, obviously, at the end of season four, we finally get to see them, like, kiss again and, like, have a conversation. And, you know, only to end up green that, like, they're going to work together and be friends. I guess they kind of agree to that. Whatever. I'm just finally kind of ready to see them move on and kind of start exploring this new friend dynamic and, like, see if it hopefully leads to romance again, which I think it will. But, like, that sounds like I just need it to, like, it them to explore this again because I'm ready. Yeah, and it sounds like that's actually going to happen where they don't rush into things. That can, I don't know, I read an article the other day, and I think Rusing's going to see other people or something like that. I don't know, they're not going to get back together right away. I'd be totally okay with that because, like, we haven't even gotten – it's been two seasons and we barely have gotten to see them be friends. And they can't go back to a relationship without having been friends first. So if it takes them 15 episodes to get back to being a couple, fine. And if he has to see other people or she has to see it, fine. But, like, 
just explore them as friends and then hopefully it leads to romance and I think it will but like just I want to see them back interacting with each other because they're so great together maybe I'm just impatient but in my opinion if they take this any slower they're not going to get back together until like 2023 or something (laughs) maybe I'm just impatient I don't know they're just oh they're so cute together and the breakup just the first thing I thought when they broke up was like I was like okay fear not they're gonna have a really awesome adorable reunion cut to two years later and I'm sitting here like I'm waiting any day now so I'm I'm just ready for them to get back together they've already shown me that they've built a solid friendship um as evidenced in the episode when Burgess's sister is raped because there's a deleted scene in there that they showed us later once Marina had uh, made us aware of it. Thanks, Marina. But it's the scene basically where they drop Zoe at school. And there's just such a little moment in there that just shows me that, you know, they're still so meant to be back together. But it's basically the moment where, you know, um, Burgess just says, you know, this breaks my heart. And at, or at what? Ruzik, sorry. Not even drinking tonight, I'm telling you. Ruzik goes, Ruzik's like, there's still good guys out there. And then he just kind of rubs her back. And the way he does it, it just shows that, like, he would do anything for her. Anything. And just the, the that and the kissing when he came back, like, they're ready to get back together, in my opinion. But I might just be impatient. But I also think, I mean, going back to our first episode, I think, Gina, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you were the one that thought the pace that they went at in like getting together the first time was like totally normal and fine. And I think Ashley and I said, I mean, I'm a re- I love Verzik and I'm a big fan of them, but like I would have enjoyed it maybe a tiny bit more had it been a little bit of a slower burn. And I think Ashley, you were on the kind of the same page as me. And so I think now is the time. I actually think now that I'm thinking about it, I think almost every couple in this entire franchise, not even just PD, but like should have been a slow burn because when the fact that you have to deal with work the work dynamic of all these couples as well. Like that adds such a layer of complexity. And I think if they had all rushed into these relationships, it's going to be ruined as kind of like what happened with Burzak. Um, And I think that's why Linstead worked so well. And that why Dossie worked so well is because like it, they were forced to kind of take some time because of their work relationship and what happened. And I think, I almost feel like, I just think they all should kind of be slow burned. And I think now is Burzik's times to go through this, like, slow burn. Yeah, and I did say that about Burzik in episode one. But I think it's just, their their dynamic is so old school to me. It's just very, like, they met and it was just immediate, like, I pick you, I choose you. Like, you're the one right off the bat. And I think I probably get caught up in that because it's freaking adorable. Yeah. But, Yeah. I mean, I'm ready for them to get back together, but I'm just going to sit here and be the impatient one while Bryna's being the patient one. Yeah. But, yeah. And, um, you know, and you guys did bring up about Ruzik and Burgess seeing other people, and this was brought up to us on Twitter as well. We've seen Burgess see other people. I'm still traumatized by it. Just going to say it. But what about... I, I hated Roman. We can talk about Roman another time, but... Um, what do you guys think about maybe seeing Ruzik date somebody else? You don't think it's going to be weird? No, because it's pa- I was about to say it was Patty. But, like, because it's, <laughs> because it's Ruzik. I mean, Ruzik's always kind of been this, like, bad boy, like, 
I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's wrong to think that before. I mean, he's had, like, what, three fiancés? Like, he clearly, I mean, he clearly likes to get around. I mean, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> but Did you just call Rizik a manslut? I think you did. Yeah, but I mean, I, that's why I'm okay with it. Because I think, I think it'd be enjoyable to see. I, mean, I think it might be a little weird for me at first, but again, I'm like... You're uh, the one yeah, that's always I, said you want to see Ruzik and Stella have, like, a hookup, and that would be the hottest thing ever. I want to see them have, like, a one-night stand. Tell me a Ruzik and Kid, like, fling hookup one-night thing would not be, like, the hottest hookup ever. Right. <laughs> Brenda just, like, outed me here. But yes, I think that would be, like, yeah, right. it would but be like, hot. Yeah, that's where I'm coming from with this. I think it would be, I think I'd be totally fine because I know that it's not going to become something serious. I'm not okay with seeing him, like, have something serious with somebody. But, like, a fling that maybe lasts, like, two episodes? Oh, I'm so down for that. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give I'm you not that. Saying something he needs, I'm not trying to make him have, like, a full-on relationship. That I'm not okay with. It'll be like Will and Nina. He'll just be pining for Burgess the whole time. Right, right. And clearly that's – he. she's all he thought about while he was undercover because the first thing he does, he comes back and he kisses her. So, like, that's not going to go so well. But, like, a hookup, I think that would be fine. Yeah, he kisses her and then they never talk about it again because that's normal. Well, that's what Petey's good for, to drop storylines, I thought. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> yeah, you know. But again, we're very optimistic about season five, so we have a good feeling about it. So, yeah, Bur- the Burzik dynamic will be a good one. I know the first part of the season, Burgess is going to kind of focus on her career, but, you know, I just, I want to see them happy. That's all. Yeah. So, another big point here, which is another big one that we received on Twitter, and I think we're going to have a lot to say about this, is, uh, Give Atwater a legit storyline, please, for the love of God. Hashtag give please. Atwater, well, this is a love interest, but you could even say storyline. Give Atwater a storyline 2017. Yes, all of it. Um, yeah, and, you know, before our first episode, and I mentioned this in our first episode, we tweeted Marina Squarchotti about it. And the first thing Marina replied to us with was that she wants Atwater to have a ship. Marina ships it. We ship it. Give Atwater a love interest. Give him a storyline. Give him so much. Make Let us see it. We just, LaRoyce is so talented. Atwater is such a good character. We want more. More, please. Right, and I think even just beyond, I mean, I'm so down for the ship. I want to see Atwater have a ship so bad. But I think even just beyond that, just like in terms of just having a legit storyline, I think, you know, he's, I argue, the character in the unit that we now, know, like, we know the least about by far. And I think, you know, we've seen one episode arcs here and there that focus on him, but, like, never really anything more than that. And he has such an interesting backstory from the tiny tidbits we do know, and, like, it's hardly been touched. Like, we know he's a guardian for his younger brother and sister, so why don't we see more of that? Like, why don't we see him, you know, coming home from work one day, like, on just a random day, and, like, taking care of them? Because, like, it's got to be hard, you know, when you're taking care of two younger kids and you come home from fighting crime and fighting bad guys and whatever and, like, have to take care of two young kids. Like, that's got to be hard. And, like, why don't we see him deal with the challenges of that? And, like, why don't we know 
how he became the guardian for his siblings and why don't we know why he be wanted to become a police officer in the first place and like I wish we knew all these things and I mean obviously like I said I'm a proud supporter of give Atwater 11 inches 2017 but like you know I also want all these other things and just off the love interest thing I don't think I've ever cared enough about whether a character got a love interest more than I have about Kevin Atwater so just make it fucking happen Chicago PD writers Give him the fucking love interest that he deserves. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hit <laughs> the nail on the head. Yeah. And it's just such a goldmine of material with that backstory. Right. You know, um, one parent's in jail. Another parent's dead. He takes care of his siblings. And he's a young guy himself. I mean, it's such a goldmine of material that they have yet to explore. And when they we do try to, to explore it, it, remember that time they tried to try him for murder and justice? Yeah, I'm still bitter about that. Because <laughs> they try to focus on him and they do it awful. They do it horribly. Like, I'm still bitter. I will forever be bitter about the fact that they tried to try him for murder and justice. Like, forever bitter. That is exactly what turned me off of Justice, is that you're trying to make, you're trying to bring in this new cast of characters, you're trying to make me like them, and the first thing that they do is try a character who I already know and already like and already care about. That's not how this works. Mm -hmm. No. I'm forever bitter about the Justice Pilot. Reach it. Forever. Reach it. I have a thought. I think last season, or sometime, LaRoyce tweeted how he wants to see Atwater take the detective exam. I'd like to see that, too. I'd like to see him yes. in anything. Anything that is more than what we got. Anything. Yes. I will take more of Atwater in any capacity as long. As long as it is not him going back to work on the beat. That is the if for yeah, some let's reason they're like see him go forward. If for some reason they're like, oh yeah, Atwater did something and like he Boyd's like, oh fuck this, like you're going back to the beat. Hell no, I'm not here for that. He made it out of the beat cop report, he made it into intelligence, keep him there. Yes. He deserves it. All of it. All of that. Yes. So the last little point I had on the outline here is that I want to see Papa Halstead come back, but I want to see him come back on PD. But that's a little bitty point there compared to the other things that we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, I basically just want the PD version of the Med episode that we got last year. But that kind of circles back to the J. Because but Med yes, ruined it. What? Med ruined it, I think. We are so salty tonight, you guys. I don't even... I, so yeah. salty. I'm mean, all up in my feelings, I think, because it's actually coming back next week. And, like, I have a lot of feelings. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. They ruined it. I don't think they so much ruined okay, it. I think they, it's more that... They ignored the fact that supposedly Jay has never talked... Doesn't really talk to his father. But then yet, somehow, he's sitting on his father's couch, like, hanging out. I'm like, wait, what? Like... Yeah. It's more just, they're not consistent. I don't think they ru ruined it, I think is a wrong word. I think it was more just like, they aren't, these shows, as much as they're great about crossing over, the crossovers aren't always consistent with whatever happens on that character's, like, main show. And that's like my problem. Like, the writers aren't in the same room as the other writers. Right. It's like, they don't know what's happening on the, each other's shows. Right. That's my, I think that's my problem. Not that they ruined the episode, because the episode wasn't a bad episode. It's just, they ru they didn't seem to know or care that, like, Jay doesn't seem to talk to his father. He has 
daddy issues and like they just made it seem that like you know she's just you know they just they're friends and they're still good and it just like that part bothers me a lot yeah i just think with that episode it's we don't care as much about will as we do about jay and i think that was the problem and that's not to say we don't care about will we care about will it's just that sometimes he annoys the shit out of us it's just the truth but you know i want to see the jay version of that story but talking about med actually helps us transition into the next show which of course is chicago med now Med does not come back until January, so we're not going too in-depth about it in these next few months. We do intend to kind of get a little bit more coverage about Med as we get closer to the season, but we did add in a couple of points here and there. So, um, Brenda, start us off. What's one of your wishes for Med? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. It's no secret that Med is my least favorite of the three franchise shows, and I think partly it's because I think Med has always felt like an outsider and that it's not as part of the same universe in a lot of cases as Fire and PD. And, but I think mainly my problem is that I feel like the stories and the development of the characters are not nearly as strong. And I think it's because I think all of us want to go more in depth with these characters like Will and Nat and Rhodes. And so I kind of hope, especially because of the mid season premiere, but like supposedly we also learned that they're getting the full 22 season or 22 episodes even though it's a mid-season premiere so I don't know if this really still holds true but I my thought was that because it's a mid-season premiere they'll have less pressure and less filler episodes and that that would allow them the chance to really focus on creating stronger stories and characters and that I'll end up loving med um like I do fire and I do PD but, like, if they're still going to have 22 episodes, they're still going to end up with all these filler episodes and it's not going to hopefully be as... I'm still holding out hope because they're, it's, they're still new. But, like, learning that they were going to have 22 episodes really kind of disappointed me. I just remember season one being kind of hit and miss. Season one would have a string of maybe five or six excellent episodes. Just really, really good stuff. And then they'd have, like, one, two, three, maybe lulls. If they can get back into that groove where it's season one again and they are just hitting us with, you know, awesome story after awesome story after awesome story, then I'll be pretty optimistic. I think season two, I feel like it dropped off a little bit. But, yeah, that's just me. I did love the Will and Nina relationship. That was a strong point of season two. I loved that. I'm not too crazy about Noah and Reese, but that's just me. Um, but I did like Connor and his storyline with Robin. You know, there were there were high and low points to season two. So if they can is get back on that level, back? On she is. You're talking about McKay Cox, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like is she on another show now? She is. She was cast as a regular on Once Upon a that's Time. That's it. That's so... what I. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting because Connor and Robin did not leave off in a bad place in season two. At the end of season two, I think Connor said, I love you, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So maybe that's going to be a more off-screen relationship and she'll just kind of pop in when she can. But, like, at that point, they should just, like, let it go. Because it's not – we're not going to learn any more about Rhodes if he's just like, oh, yeah, when so-and-so this happened and this – like – I, I hate when they do that with relationships. 
See, but if I'm thinking back to the way season two ended, and if that's the case, I imagine we're gonna see Robin in three hundred one, right? Like we have to. I'd assume. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. So. Maybe we'll Unless we're getting a time then. jump on Med too, because we seem to be getting one on Fire and PD. I yeah, uh, I mean, I I'm not too bothered by it. Well, no, are we for sure getting a time jump on Med? No, I said I I wonder if we <laughs> are. I said it would it would make oh, okay. sense that we would seem that we're getting one on Fire and we're getting one on PD. Poor Doctor Charles has just been bleeding out on that sidewalk for like months now. <laughs> He's gonna have two, four, <laughs> at least like three more. Yeah, so hopefully someone finds him between now and then, because otherwise that's going to be a weird season premiere. Um, Ashley, you had another point on here. Go ahead and give us one of your wishes for season three. Um, y'all aren't going to agree with me on this, but I want to see Will and Natalie get back together, and I want to see more of Owen, which is Natalie's son. And I know- I'm with you on the Owen thing. Go ahead. Yeah, and I know you don't agree with the Will and Natalie thing, so. It's not that I personally don't agree. It's just they're definitely, like, I think, obviously, they promote, and or they did last year. You know, they promote, obviously, Dossie is the main one on Fire, and Linstead is the main one on PD, and Manstead is the big one on Med. And I just felt like what they had shown us was, like, Manstead wasn't a that great of a ship or it's not that I didn't ship them they just weren't that great that I felt that they deserved like the prime spot but I guess they were only the, they were the big one but like I just haven't seen as much of them to sh- for them to prove to me why I should ship them it just seems they argue all the time well like last season they didn't show that much but like right. season one is like when I was liking them like, right, last but they argued like, all the time like, in season one uh, and sure. I just like I'm kind of over that like if they like if they want me to ship them, I'm not I don't have a problem with them being together. I just I need more. Yeah, and I mean in my opinion, Will and Natalie bring out the negative qualities in each other. And by negative qualities, I mean, you know, when Will gets really stubborn and he gets stuck in his own way or when Nat gets really emotional about cases, they bring that out in each other and it just kind of makes things worse. Which is why I'm not really a Manstead fan. I'm also not a fan of how Will displayed his affection in season one. Granted, we got into this in in episode one of our show. But, I, you know, the way that Will is trying to get across, like, oh, I like you, is by being horrible to her. Like, what are we, in sixth grade? No, that's not how this works. So, I'm just not on board the Will and Natalie ship. You know, maybe season three will change my mind, but I'm just not crazy about them. So I liked him better with Nina. That's just me. But, you know, we'll I did agree happens. with that. I did like I did like Will and Nina together. It was cute. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind seeing more of Owen. But yeah, Will and Natalie, I'm, I'm really not in a rush, to be honest. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I have on here that, you know, I want to learn more about the characters who are not Will and Natalie. We've still got more to learn about Choi. I mean, we know he was in the military, but that's about all we he know. He can't I not mean, be like Jay and Mouse and, like, not have issues. I mean, I guess he could, but, like, it's unlikely. Like, give us more Choi. They, they've shown us that he does, though. There was that episode where he was, like, up in the middle of the night 
beating up on a punching bag or something. And then he got the bird. Oh, the, yeah, Jack and Charles yeah, gave yeah, him yeah, the yeah. bird. Which actually was a pretty unexpectedly good storyline. I liked that one a lot. But, you know, I want to learn more about Choi. Um, you know, give me more Choi. Give me more. Even give me more Connor Rhodes. I mean, we know a lot about Rhodes already, but I we still want to know we more. We need more Rhodes. There is never. Yeah. There, there's not enough. Never enough. Yeah, never enough. Uh, yeah, and so, I mean, there's just, and that's a rich backstory as well with, you know, the resentment with his father. There's more surrounding his mother's suicide that we don't know. There's a lot more that, you know, we don't know there. So, you know, I basically want to see more from those characters. Even Goodwin, I want to learn more about. Um, maybe Noah. Noah's another one I, we don't know maybe much we'll about. Maybe we'll like him know? if we learn more about him. <laughs> true. And then, I mean, we had Jessica on Twitter tell us, you know, like, April and Maggie and more of their backstories. And I, I really like Maggie and I really like April. And I think, especially with April, like, I'd be really curious to learn a lot more about you know, and this could be maybe a crossover where we see more just severed. Like, how that whole storyline? I mean, we know a little bit about it, but like, there's ne- there's more there. The April severed backstory. Like, there's so much more there, and I'd be very curious to see about that. And so, I mean, I think that's a really I I'd love to see more about April and Maggie. Absolutely, yeah. And we we got a little hint of Maggie, but I mean, again, more, more, more please. Okay, like, I remember this right. Didn't April and Troy get together at the end of last season? Yep. Yes. Okay, I thought so. Yep. Yeah, and that was when I, I, I admittedly, I kind of missed the lead up to that. Same. Was that a slow burn or was that a quick one? I don't know. I think it was quick. I don't remember. Well, because it had to have been quick because wasn't she engaged and didn't she, like, wasn't yeah. she pregnant and then didn't she, she miss a baby? Or right. So she clearly had to grieve over that, and then Choi happens. I don't know. I honestly, I'll be honest. I think I watched like the first four episodes of season met or season two of Med, and then I skipped a whole bunch because I just wasn't watching it. And then when like I learned Jay was going to be back on Med for like five episodes, I was like, okay, I need to start watching Med again. So then I watched like I think like the last like five or six episodes of Med. So I don't know a whole lot. Only to see the awful flirtation of Nat and Jay. Ugh. Yeah, that's part of the, never yeah, again. never again. We won't go into that. That was the worst. I know. Manstead 2.0 again. <laughs> so, yeah, and I mean, like like we said, it was a small list for Med, but, you know, we're, we're kind of getting back in the swing there. And we are going to see some of the characters from Med, you know, in Fire and PD in this first part of their season. So we will see them. I think we will see Will in Chicago PD 501. Um, we're going to see April at some point. I know that she was in an episode description, yeah. so they'll still be around. Yeah, they'll still be around. So definitely worth noting. So do you guys have any other wishes on your wish list that you wish to see for seasons three, five, and six? No, I'm just ready for them to come back. I wish that we would be at this time next week or, or next Wednesday when PD comes back on already. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So Absolutely. So next week, we will jump to our new format, which isn't really a new format, but basically we will go to releasing two times a week. So basically, we will re- we will release our PD episode on Friday, and then our fire episode will be released the next Monday. So our next episode will be about Chicago PD, season five, episode one, called Reform. We're almost there, guys. Like, the season is just about to start. It's so exciting. I know. We're actually, next um, week, we're going to be talking about a new episode. Like, blows my mind. 
Yeah, we might even have our first interview. We're working on that right now, but we might even have our first interview with. Stay tuned for a special a cast guest. Member. Yeah, stay, stay tuned. So we're working on that. But uh, yeah, follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and where else are Email. we? We're Email. on everything. Email. Yes. Um, we are Meet Us at Molly's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, email is meetusatmollys at gmail.com. All three of us are on Twitter individually. I am Gina Watches TV. Bryna? I am at Bryna K13. I'm at Ashnake095. So follow us everywhere. Send us emails. Tweet us. Hit us up any way, shape, or form you want to. We want to hear from you. We always want to hear from you. So yeah, that is our show. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.